Thank you all for tuning in to another scary podcast by Dr. Hayes. I bring you to our friend Ted. Ted works at a rundown seafood shack, and he discovers that his night shift is not going to go like how all night shifts tend to go. Not daunting and tedious, but more dark and sinister. So with all that said, sit back and relax and enjoy crab legs. Placing the almost dead joint to my lips, I try to ignore the foul-smelling trash cans beside me and find some sort of peace. It's only my first break of the night and I'm ready to leave. Thankfully, my good buddy Ralph sent me off with an eighth of cherry thunderstruck. This particular strain of butt is crazy. Super cerebral stuff. It's weird, but... Sometimes I swear I even see stuff on it. And just as I start to see the stars chase each other around the moon, my alarm goes off. Shit! Breaks over. I need to head in before a boss comes out here. Dead! With his bullshit. I hear you, Gary. Right on cue. I put out the joint on the sole of my shoe. I better hurry in before Captain Dickhead loses his shit. Gary used to be tolerable, but ever since he became manager, he thinks he's hot shit. Steaming snappers. The crab shack that snaps back. I don't know how they ever thought that was an appealing name for a restaurant. Sounds like a bad case of food poisoning if you ask me. I've been stuck at this shithole for two years, and yet I always get stuck with the late shift. What kind of crab shack opens up till 12 a.m. anyways? Well, I'll tell you, steaming fucking snappers does. Because the owners think the later we're open, the more money we'll make. Uh, wrong. The later we're open, the customers and the tips tend to get a lot worse. God, I hate these shifts. This place really starts to reek of shellfish, beer, and low self-esteem after the curtain call special. All I can say about that is you really need an iron will and stomach to get through that borderline legal dish. If it's not the questionable food that will send you running to the bathroom, one look at our pond will. I guess they wanted a cool, swampy atmosphere to really tie it all together, and I would have agreed. But the pond had runoff pipes, and only God knows what was spewing into it. The rancid water smelled of sulfur and low tide. The guys like to make jokes about frogs with five legs and fishes with two tails. Sometimes, I wonder how far from the truth that really is. At least I won't have to worry about too many customers tonight. Gary is shutting down the place early for some deep cleaning. Our monthly degreasing of the whole shack. I start the grease trap and work my way to the pots and pans. 
scrubbing until my hands are numb and pruney. And when I finally catch a stopping point, I take my last break in hopes to blaze the rest of this cherry thunderstruck. I'm out. You sure you can handle the fort for the night? Yeah, Gary. I got a few loads left and then the deep freezer and I'm out the door myself. And like that he nodded and left, leaving me this whole shack and this fruity little bag of paradise. Without hesitation, I whip out my bag and one-hitter, making my way to the back. <coughs> oh! Okay. <coughs> Whoa. The smoke leaves a lingering sting in my lungs. Well, <coughs> any more of that and I'm not getting anything else done. As tempting as that sounds, I pocket my bag and start heading back in. Huh? I stop and listen for a moment, but all I hear are the cicadas and their crickets usual songs. I try to shake off the paranoia. No more pot for this guy, I chuckled to myself. I just keep walking, hoping to dodge any more ominous wildlife sounds. Okay, time to go back and wash all these dip. What the... Everything in the kitchen looked wrong. Everything seemed to be breathing and vibrating with life. This stuff feels more like shrooms than good weed. Okay, Ted. Snap out of it. You got this, man. <sighs> it's just a few loads and you're out the door. Oh, God. Not now. Gary? Nothing. Hello? Silence follows. Damn it, Gary must have left the door unlocked. I head up to the front. Hey, buddy, we're... There's no one there. Hmm. Guess they took the hint. Without further thought, I head back in to finish my dishes so I can finally close shop for the night. I push through the double doors and grab one of the plates out of the murky water and start scrubbing. A few dishes in, I hear something in the back. Freaking raccoons must have got in the dumpster again. Crazy things have the wit to get into a trash can, but no idea how to get out. I place a plank of wood into the dumpster so the chubby little robbers will find a way out. As I walk outside, I'm shaken by the silence. No cicadas, no crickets, just dead silence. Nope, not today, Satan. Creeped out, I turn around and my jaw drops and my eyes are given a wide berth as I bear witness to the handle of the door. I'm sure whatever made that sound out here was no raccoon. Whoever or whatever did this, cut the door handle right off. It would take something like bolt cutters or... Maybe even something bigger to cut off a handle that size. I tried to grab at the door, but it was no use. The only way back inside was through the front door. I take off running, kicking dry, crumbly leaves in my wake. 
I make it to the front door, but what I find there sent me falling backwards to the ground. I was frozen at the sight of what I saw standing in front of me. It was some guy, and he reeked of rotten shellfish. The stench had me holding back all the acidic bile coursing up my throat. His clothes were tattered and wet, and in that moment, the man stepped forward, and the front door light cascaded over him, revealing something unnatural. This was no deformity. This thing looked like something out of a H.P. Lovecraft horror novel. Like it was his skin, if you could call it that. It was bruised and segmented, armored, a lot like a crustacean. His eyes were bulby and black and occasionally sheathed by this white thin layer. The worst part was his hand. Well, more of a claw, a crab claw. Claws large enough to snap my limbs off if it wanted to. The other appendages didn't appear to have any hands or feet on them. Just left like crab or spider legs. It was examining me, clicking its mandibles and tilting his head up and down with this sickening cracking sound. I didn't know his plans with me, but I know I didn't want to be snapped off just like the shack entails. I leap up and sprint towards my car, and as each step I slam into the ground, I hear that thing screaming louder and louder with this gurgling, clicking screech joined with the nimble tapping of its dashing, buggy legs. I mash the unlock button on my car just before burrowing into it. I try to close the door when it jams its left limb in the car, missing my head by inches. With only seconds to react, I grab the door handle and I slam on the wretched spike with a horrid crunch. It goes berserk, screaming in gurgling agony before shattering the window with its claw. Next thing I know, I'm being dragged out of my car. This man crab slings me to the ground and starts biting at me with its pincers. I hear its claws snapping together like gunshots. I close my eyes, accepting this to be the end, but something happened. It seemed to be focused on tearing at my right pocket. It tears the contents from the shredded pocket, feasting on the remains on the ground. It's only distracted for a moment before making its gaze back towards me. I waste no time leaping through the shattered window, jamming my keys into the ignition. I speed off without a second thought, sending dirt and gravel everywhere as I burn out in panic. It chases me with that wretched screech. The crab is finally left in the darkness when I make it to the main road. When I make it home, I collapse from exhaustion. Hours later, when I had enough energy, I check myself out and I notice something. That thing shredded my right pocket. The pocket that had the eighth of the cherry thunderstruck. <laughs> I guess it liked the smell or something. Pothead crab monsters. <laughs> Shit, that would actually be kind of funny if this wasn't all real. <sighs> I crash in my bed and I notice I have a half-smoked joint in my ashtray. Good thing that crabby mooch didn't bogart all my goodies. I put that joint to my lips and I take a long drag before I close my eyes.
but just as I start to drift off, I start to notice a familiar clicking sound at my window.